It was always you. Bloopers. Oh, fuck off. All the people with loud vehicles live in the same street. And they all go there all the time. Anyway. Yes, Tony and Erica referred to them that way. Well, referred to them that way. Referred to them that referred to them that way while dropping them off. No one will ever get you a hundred. Hydrangeas. I don't know how to pronounce this. Hydrangeas. 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 Hydranger. I don't believe that this is right. David's lips, David's lips twitched ever so. David's lip, David's lips twitched ever so slightly. He said casually over his shoulder, his eyes starting down a moment where her cleavage was protruding. At, where her cleavage was protruding. At, where her cleavage was protruding. Was protruding. Was protruding. Was protruding, a, protruding a touch too much. So why are you still here? She asked gently. She does everything gently. Where Crowley would assume they would have the most privacy. Privacy? Privacy? Fucking hell. For whatever fucking reasons, my pickups do not scroll through in the order of the file names, which does not make any sense at all. Well... Did I catch them all? I think I caught them all at least. Fuck it. Don't you dare crash. Still Crowley. No, this can't be Crowley. This must be Ezra. This is Ezra. This is wrong. Note that. The vinyl. Vinyl? Vinyls? I think it's vinyl. I keep forgetting. It's vinyl in Deutsch and it's this. Don't, Ezra said, Ezra said, firm but not loud, and Crowley stiffened. Don't, don't. What? He said, perhaps a bit louder than he should. What? He's suing, he's suing you because of me. He whispered, his voice broken and his blue eyes beginning to well. Suing you because of me. Will you? Will you? Ezra asked, all the pain and anger, frustration and heartache, and that small bit of hope buried underneath, all coming out. Pain, anger, frustration, heartache. Hope. Will you? Will you? Will you? Will you? As Crowley showed him the bouquet of purple hyacinth, red roses, and a few sprigs of ivy. They are lovely, darling. Thank you. Is it hyacinth? I suppose it is, but let me just, just in case, look it up. Hyacinth. Yeah, it is. Using most of his personal days for the... Using most of his personal days... Using most of his personal days... 
using most of his personal days for the for the academic year. Using most of his personal Harriet Harriet So this is Harriet. Harriet is American. She needs a slight accent. Not too Australian. But she's softer. She's essentially like 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 Tracy, but with a with a slight American tinge. And that is Australian again. No, she's Harriet. She's a strong American woman who's a bit lonely. But she can make do and she's soft. She's she likes what she's doing. She's she doesn't like what she's doing. Anyway, hi, I'm Harriet, I'm the wife of the American ambassador, and I'm gonna get knocked up by Crowley. Whoa. All right, here goes. Chapter 23. David. What would David sound like? David is just a gay man, isn't he? He's actually not that important. <sighs> I don't know what he's supposed to sound like. He must sound very soft. I think this might be a good voice for David, wouldn't it? I think this will work. Not too high, so not too much, Eliza. Maybe a little bit lower. A little bit lower and he's sort of whispering. He's not really talking very loud because he's rather shy. All right. Chapter 25. Newt is just like this walking anxiety attack not not in the way that Crowley is when he's written like that um Newt is just so overly nervous Crowley is insecure Newt is insecure and nervous and he's sort of always <laughs> very uh, nervous and uh, and stumbling a bit over, over, over words and uh, and that thanks someone he looks like Eliza because I think I might have needed to have a bit of a to have a hit of five that to have a hit or five of that whiskey if he looked anything like me. Terrifying thought. Right, Lucas, I would find that utterly terrifying too. Ah oh, fuck, that is Gavin. That's Gavin, and I haven't marked it, so I don't know what he sounds like. Hi. I don't want to Warlock screamed so shrill, Crowley was sure it had hit a level only dogs could hear. I'm not going to try and scream that shrilly for you because it would sound horrible and nobody wants that. Also, I don't think I can get that high. Oh, was that the douche I met in the pub that one time? I like that he says douche. Douche is such a Lucifer thing to say. This is intentional. This must be intentional. Thank you. It's lies. I love it. Oh, this is Eliza, not Anthony. This is Eliza, not Cynthia. That's not Cynthia. That is Eliza. The one thing that's missing here is the text that Ezra sent to Anthony. Because Anthony doesn't seem to have received that because he still had his phone at that point and he didn't call back, so... Why didn't you use your phone earlier, you stupid boy? Anyway, it goes up from here. Don't fucking need the rest of it. I don't need a damn bachelor's or anything. I talked to a guy at the bank. 
I think he already has his bachelor's here, though, because he's already finished at Oxford and he's in London for a master's. He doesn't need a master's. So I'm just going to fix this. Is it his bachelor's or his master's? He can't have not done his bachelor's because he was with Ezra at Oxford for three years and three years in Oxford are a bachelor's. But this is consistently... They wanted him to go to London for his master's in business. I remember that. Harriet's yelp woke him up and after a lot of uncomfortable questions, she let it go. What does she have to let go? If you invade your staff's privacy, don't need to be surprised that they're half-dressed and don't have contacts. She said as he put her hand over his... As he put her hand over his belly. As she put her hand over his... He put her hand over his belly. That doesn't make any sense. I always tend to think it's not only Crowley's dad that has put into that inheritance. What about his mother's share? They're both well-earning professionals. Yes, the father may be richer, but the mother is a successful doctor. So it's always, it's not actually all James's money. And that's the one logical fallacy in this whole thing that kind of, it, it doesn't really make sense for her not to get involved. But then she is a bit of an idiot. Maybe that's where Crowley got it from. So, you know, there's that. This bit is she for Bea. This is wrong. I maybe should tell the author. Right, seven, gotcha. He with a click. This wrong. He said. He said with a click. Anthony had snaked his way around Ezra from behind on the sofa, arms and legs. Arms and legs. Hold of him as if he had any. Arms and legs taking hold of him as if he had any intent. As if he had any intention. This sentence does not make sense at all. Arms and legs holding him as if he had no intention of moving. I think I'm sending this to the author as well, because it's just so... Blushing in part from the words, and in part from the words. The words and the words. Is this right? My jaw is squeaking. I don't know if that goes into the recording. It certainly feels... And sounds weird in my head. Anyway. Oh, I need to take a break. I need to get... Fuck's sake. Oh, fuck's sake. Why is my nose itching so badly? What's going on here today? It's all so much traffic. There's no need for that. You know, if you're Porsche, I swear. When one party is still in... He stroked her hair through her scrub cap, held her hand with the other. This isn't gonna work, is it? Husband is cooking too loud. Recording room is right over the kitchen, so anything he does, I hear. And looked really long and hard at Ezra. Not a racetrack. Hello, motorcycle. You haven't been around for a while. Obscuring the view. 
Thank you, motorcycle. And if you've wondered, yes, first year essays are really that bad, with very few exceptions. I'm not like Ezra, I hate London. I technically work there, though I never go, fortunately, I don't have to. But I hate it. Every time I'm there, I'm just cursing all day long. Anyway, I just hate the tube, really. I can't... I have a bad sense of orientation to begin with. And underground, it's even worse. I never know where to go. I always get lost. Tonight, though, Ezra would finally be able to set up his bookshelves. Setting up bookshelves is always the moment when you are at home in a place, isn't it? Says the person who makes all of her friends hate her by helping move about a thousand books when she moves. Last time I had a company do it because I just couldn't strain relationships any further. How do you guys order your books? I have shelves for read and unread books both individually, sorted alphabetically by author. And then I have another two shelves for, like, all of my science stuff and all of, you know... I just binned two full encyclopedias, which took up an entire shelf, and now I have a shelf free for more science books. But still, you can't really bin books, can you? I guess I, at some point I might have to sell some. But I'm like a Xeraphale. I really, I want to hold on to them. Like when I have them and when I've read them, I need to keep them. They need to be there, even if I never touch them again. Anyway, I was a bookseller once. That's why I have so many. I so much look forward to reading these what-ifs because they're both amazing. They're all amazing, but these two are really loved. Anyway, we'll get to that. It'll just be another... 15 chapters between now and then. <laughs> Can I just say I need to add a rant here? Because the whole story kind of always suggests that it's Ezra who's at fault for shagging Gabriel. And I so fundamentally disagree. It's not Ezra using Gabriel. It's Gabriel violating Ezra. It's Gabriel abusing Ezra's volatile vulnerable mental state after having just buried his mother to to shag him and then pretend it was like them finally getting together. This isn't him being generous, this is him being an asshole. It's not Ezra using Gabriel. Gabriel is using him and a friend shouldn't do that. A friend should know that Ezra was in no state to consent properly to what was happening there, let alone all of the rat's tale of, you know, the, oh, now we're finally in a relationship bit. It's a dick move from Gabriel. I don't see Ezra at fault at all. Anyway, rent over. Opting to take the train so he could read his book in peace on the way there. Actually, you wouldn't take a train from Oxford to London because it's a pain in the ass. What you do when you want to get from Oxford to London is you get on the Oxford Tube, which is a bus that goes, or a coach, that goes every 20 minutes, all through the day, well into the night. It costs comparably next to nothing. I think it was like 20 quid last time I took it. It's extremely comfortable. It has onboard Wi-Fi. 
it's the best way to move between Oxford and London because it brings you right into the city center rather than drop you off at one of the useless train stations, depending on where you want to go. But the tube is generally more comfortable, cheaper and faster than the train. Because getting to the train station in Oxford is a pain because it's in the city center. And the tube just drives out of Oxford. And if you live on, the, you know, more on the outskirts, it's way faster to just get on the tube, then get to London rather than get into the city centre, then drive out again on the train. Anyway, so much for local knowledge. I lived in Oxford a couple of years. I love it and I miss it now that I'm not there anymore. Where was I? Oh, I'm not sleeping with him. He's not my type. Too flesh. Anathema said smoothly before waving down a waitress and ordering a beer. Another side note, in British pubs you don't have waitresses, you order and get your drinks at the bar. The only thing service staff is for is service at the bar and bringing food to your table if you've ordered it. Everything else you have to go there to get. If you have serving staff, it's not a pub, it's a restaurant. All those British side notes. Crowley sighed, looking around the flat, eyes falling on the tall, skinny Christmas tree in the corner. It's funny that I'm recording this about Christmas on Christmas. It's the 26th December today, so yay! Merry Christmas! This will probably go up in May and be utterly contextless then, but never mind. After Christmas is before Christmas, isn't it? A black tungsten band with a strip of deep red in the middle. My engagement ring was tungsten. I was strongly advised not to use it for my wedding band because you can't resize them ever because the material will break instead of being reshaped. But then Crowley is never gonna gain any weight anyway, right? So it's okay. They won't need it. So the title for chapter 23 comes from a song like most of the song, I think all of the chapter titles. But this one is, it comes with the actual lyrics, the spoken part of the lyrics that the title is from in the notes. And I don't usually record notes, but this is beautiful. So I want to share it and I'm probably just going to stick it at the end, but I wanted to read it as well. So this is from Clay Aiken's version of Broken Wings. We're in this life together, even when one moves without the other, different pages from the same story. This aching is familiar, it's something I remember. We can't touch without feeling, can't heal without healing. Only the young could fall so hard, can be so careless, and ignorance costs. So you've moved out of the way this time, making room for each other, one without the other. We are broken, but we are moving still. We're in this life together, even when one moves without the other. We are broken, but we are moving still a thousand different ways. Thank you.